question I had for Sam and Kyle when I was editing yesterday was that was, we were talking about kind of estimating what your opponents are going to do. And here's a, here's a thing that I wonder if we haven't discussed before, which is how do you estimate your opponents? Do you assume they're going to play like as intelligently as you would? Or are you assuming the opposite? Or is it a range of assumptions? Like, are your opponents generally worse than you? Therefore, do you underestimate them? Yeah, I feel like it's it's definitely good to um, have condescending emotions about your opponents as the basis of your strategy. <laughs> I would so say you that's the number them. one rule in uh, The Art of War is um, underestimate Con- your opponents. Condescend. <laughs> <laughs> I, was gonna say, I think good game theory dictates that you should assume the most competitive opponent possible, doesn't it? So. I, I also assume this, but here's the problem with Root. Sometimes you have to also assume the dummies are out there because yes. they're going to screw up the game. Yes, this is true. That's why you discuss things with them and you know yeah, try to manipulate, right. uh, advise them. <laughs> I don't know, you guys. I live in a world where there are no dummies and the game is just always... You have a radar for threats. That's what I think. So if an mm. opponent makes a move, they have a threat, and they do something else, at least you were prepared for the threat, and now you're in a better spot, right? Sure. That's why I, my whole like philosophy with Root is play a little bit conservative and a little bit flexible, just so right. that if somebody like misses an idea or decides to get like sucked into some other, you know, plot line, you then are in a decent spot to like continue making progress. I guess where my question is, is like, unlike chess, where when your opponent plays poorly, you can immediately capitalize it on this game. When your opponent plays poorly, they might do it in a detrimental way for you, but not for others. Right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's true. They could bring the whole table down. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) I mean, that's just the nature of multiplayer games, right? Yes. Yeah. But I but like that's what I'm saying is like this one just seems to have more reliance on obviously table talk, but also just like making sure you can estimate everybody's ability on top of what they should be doing, I guess, or what you can assume they would. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's hard for me to talk about this coming off of me totally underestimating my opponent in the tournament, you know? I feel like my strategy clearly was to underestimate everyone. Uh, And it didn't work out, so estimate more. (laughs) Well, someone none of the three of us will ever estimate is our guest for today. You've already heard his voice, but we should do a proper introduction. It's Garrick Samples. Hey, Garrick. Uh, Hello. Sorry, I probably should have not been talking up to this point, huh? No, no, it's fine. I'll edit you out. Um, (laughs) Good, good. Or I'll disguise your voice so everything you say will have (laughs) so it will make it mysterious until you are revealed. For those of you that don't know know Garrick, you probably haven't been listening to this podcast because we mention him all the time. He's the uh, lead organizer, the the head of the winter tournament is uh, his most prominent role in our lives. He's also a talented streamer on Twitch and a good friend of ours. So welcome to the show, friend. Well, thank you. Just minor correction. I'm just a streamer, not talented, but... I appreciate it. Uh, well, I disagree <laughs> respectfully. Uh, yeah, what it, Garrick, whatever you think you lack in talent, you make up for in work ethic. Um, Garrick, you stream like how many nights a week? Uh, well, with the tournament right now, it's six nights a week. <laughs> okay. And how wow. many nights are in a week, Garrick? Uh, 12? <laughs> that would be a reasonable amount, maybe half the time. You're seriously streaming all the time, and it's not easy games it's not even the same game a lot you know root is obviously a couple nights of the week but then you're doing 18xx games splatter games and uh 
Well, I mean, kinds of... the, the dirty secret is one, I've started playing the same games more often, if you look back oh. at my, <laughs> at my uh, history. And two, uh, uh, 18xx games in particular can have a lot of overlap. So you, sure. can, you can just nix that from the, from the list of complexity right there. No, stop. <laughs> stop belittling our compliments. Let us compliment you. Well, I, I mean, should say that is your talent, is your consistency. That's, yeah. that's a, that is a great thing, right? Well, thank you. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, thank you. Thanks for bringing all this into our lives a little bit. So what we want to talk about today is specifically, of course, the Root Tournament. Oh, this is not a train game podcast? Uh, no. <laughs> Woodland Woot Woot Machine uh, is on Fridays. Um, but today, yeah, no, we're talking about Root. And so, like, we gathered a bunch of questions from the community, but we also have a number of our own as well. Yeah, uh, Garrick, I got, I got one question about the tournament that I don't understand as a, as a participant. Okay, because mm -hmm. what I love that you've done this year is had double elimination, right? Yes. Uh, and this is great because we all know that, you know, some games just don't go your way. You know, you stop counting points and you lose. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, but uh, so it's good that everyone gets a second chance. But the way it works, it's not like there's like rounds of the tournament. It's just people keep going in rounds until someone loses twice. But won't that throw the numbers off in a weird way? Yes, it absolutely will. And I fear the day that it comes and I have to actually figure this stuff out. <laughs> I mean, I, I ran some like test simulations and tried to have some basic ideas of how I would make this stuff work. But uh, the reality is we're going to start getting like five player games in round three. Mm -hmm. And I have not 100% figured out how the scheduling logistics of that will work. Uh, but it's going to happen. So... Yeah. <laughs> That's that's, that's in the, the least of your concern is scheduling, isn't it? Uh, you you would be surprised. <laughs> scheduling last year was a nightmare because yeah. uh, I let the groups I, I created groups like seated groups and I let them schedule things themselves and then I just conformed my schedule to theirs to stream it. You madman! <laughs> and it was nightmarish. Uh, I'm not doing that again. <laughs> that's like telling kindergartners, you know what? You teach the class. Yeah, it, it was it was unwise. Having tried that in real life, um, <laughs> it is hilarious, but also a nightmare. Um, so, Garrick, I have to say, I'm, I'm a little relieved that there's no um, tiebreaker, like 1v1, yeah. no. 18xx <laughs> tiebreaker situation or anything. Um, that just makes me very happy that it's a uh, five-player root instead. I, I have very strong feelings about player counts in general, particularly for root. So that is reflected in the tournament. Yeah, and maybe we should talk about a little bit of like the the choices you've made for the tournament this year. I think uh, choices that we've praised here on the podcast that we're very excited about, namely no coalitions. Um, you have uh, a despot infamy for yes. the vagabond, and then the mountain map has the lost city, which is a new landmark instead of the classic tower that yes. is usually placed in the past. What what made you make those decisions, and uh, have you liked how they've played out so far? Uh, well, I have mostly loved them. Uh, <laughs> I I chose to make them because I wanted to. No, uh, more seriously. <laughs> Coalitions were an easy nix because we tried them last year. Uh, I, I structured the whole tournament in a way that coalitions could be supported uh, because I wanted to support the entirety of Root, uh, like have yeah. the holistic experience. And spoiler alert, it doesn't work. 
coalitions. <laughs> yeah, I was ask, did you receive any feedback? Was anyone like, I miss coalitions? Uh, I think a couple of Vagabond mains have been like, this is too many Vagabond nerfs to get rid of coalitions and Despot Infamy and, and stuff. And um, I don't care. But so, uh, so here we are. <laughs> yeah, th- this one to me felt very natural. Yeah. Like in a kind of a, you know, more tournamenty context, coalitions just always felt a bit awkward. So I, I think it's, that to me is the most uh, welcome, yeah. natural thing. Uncontroversial yeah, I mean, just, in my opinion. It perverts the incentive structure. And, and I, I could have attempted to find some other way to support it, but I just, I didn't think it was worth it. I think that was just an easy drop. Yeah, I think yeah. it's great. Makes everybody fight, and, and that's why we're here. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. It complements the tournament structure in a way you is kind of necessary right, too. Right, right. And, and for for context of answering the next question about like how it's going so far, we are currently two weeks into round two or three weeks. Well, we are six games in, and it's it's sort of two weeks. Things got you know screwed up with right, TTS. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, two weekends worth, I guess, yeah. right? But it's yeah, okay. It's it's one full weekend and then one game of another weekend. <laughs> here's here's a better barometer. How many games in the whole tournament have occurred? I guess. Uh, in the whole tournament, it would be thirty eight because it was thirty two okay. games round one, six games round two. And I feel like you're feeling good about Despot Infamy. Uh, I mostly am. I mm-hmm. I love what it has done to the table dynamic of the Vagabond and to the just general play experience. Uh, I think it is undeniable that it has been a significant uh, weakening of the Vagabond competitively. Uh, whether that's too much, I would prefer not to comment too much on until the tournament is over, but I'm fairly happy with the results at the moment. <laughs> what makes you fairly happy with the result? Well, if you look at the overall numbers, they are on the low end, but not right. like... They're not failing to win games entirely. Sure. They're they're winning some and games. And they're winning them through questing more often. I yes. mean, not winning them through questing, but questing has become a real thing Yes, now. and actually that's a big part of why I'm so happy, because I think the Vagabond is now utilizing its full mechanical toolkit, uh, and it's no longer just relying on, on infamy. It actually feels like a faction doing its own thing, as opposed to just, you know, farming points from battling... Uh, way more efficiently than anyone else possibly can. And feels like maybe kind of as intended from an original exactly. design standpoint, exactly. right? Yeah. It feels weird that quests, I think I even heard you comment on this recently during one of the tournaments about feels how weirdly underpowered quests yes. are right? yeah. in the base so, game. So it's it's funny. The What Despot Infamy has really done is shown a light on just how uh, untuned questing is as a mechanism and as a deck uh, because nobody's ever done it before nobody's bothered to quest <laughs> nobody's had these complaints in a competitive context sure. uh so so it's really shown some light in dark corners uh of the weaknesses of vagabond's design which is interesting and it I, it just makes me personally very happy to see uh, a player with the vagabond sweating a little bit mm-hmm. um as a you know a longtime fan of the marquise de cat i just um I love when other people are feeling stressed out and during root, you know, <laughs> I mean, as a longtime fan of sweating, I like it when everyone sweats. <laughs> well, Kyle, it's also nice when the vagabond isn't swaggering into the clearing and just looking at all your stuff ready to shoot it. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's such a, a faction with so much variety going on in its, uh, in the, you know, in, in playing it. Right. It feels very asymmetric when you have desperate infamy involved. Cause otherwise it, it really boils down to, uh, just like hitting the delete key a bunch of times in different clearings. Right. Yeah. 
So following up on Sam's question, the Lost Cities placement, yes. right? In the past, that has been, I think, super fascinating. It always makes me want to play Mountain. Now. That, yeah, that has that has been my absolute favorite change of the tournament. Uh, because I, I mean, I've been saying this for a while, but I felt that the issue with Mountain was that it had too many points for players and it accelerated the game in such a way that it eliminated the fascinating endgame gridlock that makes Root so special. So I was like, let's just nix the tower, put in the Lost City, because the Lost City is like the most interesting uh, landmark and, and introduction uh, to Root in from that space so far. And it's been incredible. I mean, it's it's opened up so many fascinating interactions and uh, opened up interesting strategic maneuvers that I never would have anticipated. Uh, it's a low-key balance tweak for certain factions that benefit from it wonderfully, like the Corvids and the Vagabond and sometimes the Badgers. It's it's been terrific. It's shot mountain map right up my my ranking, like maybe even usurping winter as my favorite map with with Lost City now. It is entertainment in every single way. Yes. I think the the amount of like tricks and surprises are pretty fun, but then also just the like deep strategic value of the Lost City has mm -hmm. has started to be really appreciated. I feel like during this tournament. Because uh, like sometimes it's just a vortex of you know chaos and fighting, and then other times it's this very like fortressy, uh, you know like maneuvering type game, and yeah, it I think it adds a lot of spice and excitement. I agree. Cole called me crazy for doing it, but uh, I think I think the results are are proving themselves. Well, the mountains always like unpredictable in its nature, right? Because of the pass for a long time. Yes, and obviously the. Mountain passes, what Covered are they called? Paths. Yes. Covered paths. Covered paths. The least intuitive thing I ever <laughs> can never remember. Yeah, I feel like beyond boosting the Corvids, I feel like lizards have that option now in their tool belt too, but it hasn't really come to pass. Was it the, there was a game this weekend, I believe, where the cats put their keep in the pass? Uh, yes. There were two games where, where cats put a homeland in the pass. One of them, they put the keep. One of them, they did not. Both of them put recruiters uh, which I thought was an interesting choice. Right. Like Workshop, right? I, right. I mean, Workshop is the snap decision, and Sawmill is maybe the secondary decision, because both of them can actually take advantage of the Lost City's uh, properties. yeah. Yeah. Uh, Infinite I, overwork. Not not to be too critical of these players, you know, right now in this context. Sure, but, sure. No, no. But I, I just thought it was a bold move, right. but also, like, a lot of people don't go for the keep, but then it's, like, there, <laughs> very accessible, and anybody can get there because of the suit, for the most part, except for rules, so, like... I mean, the cool thing about the keep itself on the Lost City is it makes it even more impenetrable, because now any card can field hospital. It's... Yeah. So that's what I witnessed, was, like, the birds did a 3-0 attack, and he's like, okay, card gone. Yep. It's back. They're back again. I was it's like, so oh, cool. my God. <laughs> Yeah, I love how it opens it up. I I don't think you're crazy, or if you, no, I do think you're crazy, but in a good way. Yeah, yeah, in an endlessly delightful way. I feel like I'm always surprised by the Lost City's kind of like far-reaching effects mm -hmm. on the game. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I could. I feel like we should do a whole episode on the Lost City just yeah. to like talk about its different tricks and maneuvers. I mean, speaking Absolutely. of, one of the low-key most interesting aspects of it is how it removes one suit of clearing from the game. So there's, only, there's, there's basically one extra of two suits. And you have to look at that and consider that when you set up in the draft. Yeah. And it, of course, makes bunny dominance even more powerful, right? right? Which course. is just crazy. Of course, Jay. <laughs> 
Um, I remember the first, I mean, this tournament, you know, had a lot of hype going into it, but the first game of this tournament almost delivered everything I wanted it to <laughs> immediately. I think it was the mountain map, right? It was. with the, yeah. yeah, because we had a, lizards trying a dominance play and the Corvids ended up winning. Yep. And it was Spoilers. just, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, come on, come on, guys. You got to watch it at this. We do tournament recaps. But the episodes take so long to come out that they're not even spoilers at that point. But yeah, yeah. Like the first game was so exciting. And I, rem I, I was at work and I, I'm getting texts from Jake and Kyle being like, somebody is playing Bunny Dominance right now and it just might work. I know. Uh, it was so close. It was so close. It just um, came down to turn order and, and players king making one versus the other, which is yeah. amazing. Yeah. The fact that it was between a Lizard's Dominance and a Corvid win was like, oh, uh, everything we knew about Root going into this tournament, we can throw in the garbage. Right it, in the it's garbage. It's a whole new game. It's a whole new game. <laughs> well, speaking of new things going into the tournament, this is the first tournament uh, to incorporate the Marauders expansion. It is. Uh, with, with those factions and obviously with the Lost City uh, being one of the setup. components. Advanced setup is a mm -hmm. huge change to the the starting beats of the game and obviously has like a pretty far reaching impact on a lot of games from the kind of Marauders whole thing. What, what's your favorite inclusion there? Is it advanced setup? It's, it's easily advanced setup. I I'm a sucker for games that have setup incorporated into the game in some way, like a gamified setup, which is one of the reasons I'm a big fan of 18 XX because they have their initial uh, private auction, which is just setup. It's, it's creating player symmetry that, that then is resolved through the play of the game. Uh, so this is very similar here. It's it's players creating their positional imbalances and resolving it through the rest of the game. So having that that codified method of picking factions, setting up, and having strategic ramifications starting there and reverberating through the rest of the game is just sublime. It's what made Root go from like you know top five to number one for me. It made me wonder how there was never a draft before. Like, you just pick factions, huh? Well, like, that, that wounds me, Jake. I made a draft before. I was you just going to bring it up. But you, because of you. No, no, I'm saying in the base game itself. No, I know. I, I agree. Well. You saved it. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> no, you are the savior. I mean, I well, it's, it's inherently limited by the fact that they couldn't release any form of draft until there was a critical mass of factions. So, like, Underworld was the soonest they could have done it. Well, you could do it in the base game with four. Just don't let everybody choose who they are. <laughs> well, true, true, true. That's you're not wrong. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Okay, great. We're friends again. <laughs> Hope that wound is healed. Let's. Should we ask questions from the folks? Yeah, friends? I got one here that we can modify in any way you want to, Garrick. But uh, Fugless here <laughs> asks. Oh, Fugless. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Top 10 root players ever. And he says he doesn't want to hear it if he's not one of them. Um, but like just in general, like uh, standout players, has there been anyone this tournament that surprised you or uh, people that have lived up to your hype going in? Well, I, again, I'm not looking to disparage any players. I, yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm so pleased with, with everyone's play across the board. It's been wonderful. So I'd rather not name specific names, but I mean, the, the, the people who are most active in the community, I think, are the ones who are obviously proving that they're active for a reason. Uh, so you can just look to the most common names uh, in the community to see the people who've really been showing some fascinating play in that way. Is yeah. someone threatening you? 
No, I, I don't want to pick my favorite shot. I don't want anyone to feel I'm not bad. saying you pick your favorite, but you can always compliment somebody who did a cool thing that you were inspired by, too. I mean, there have been so many cool plays, and I just, I mean... Just blink twice if you're in danger. <laughs> okay, but good. But here's the thing. There's, like, over 100 participants in the Winter yeah. Tournament, and yes. all of the participants in the Winter Tournament are a, at a pretty high caliber of root IQ anyway. Mm-hmm. So I feel like this tournament has had so many cool plays in every single game that, I mean, you'd literally just be reading the roster of the tournament, <laughs> basically. Right. Like, I mean, except for Sam here, letting letting Corbett's win by not counting. Yeah. That's the exception. <laughs> it's so brutal. It's so brutal. I'm still losing sleep over it. He wakes up screaming small arithmetic equation. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we'll get to it in today's root pretty, but all right, here we go. Uh, I've got a question here from Fuglis that says, talk about, this isn't a question now that I read it. It just says, talk about the time you showed up to Patrick Leader's house unannounced. And yeah. this is a true story, right? This is, this is a true story. <laughs> um, so I have family in Minneapolis uh, 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 through, through Lily. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, we were visiting them for Thanksgiving. This was uh, I don't even know what time is anymore, but like two or three years ago. Yeah. This, I mean, it was before people knew who I was in the Root community and before uh, Root had exploded quite as much as it has now. Uh, and we wanted to visit Leader Games when we were there and we'd emailed them ahead of time and been like, hey, can we can we visit you? And they said, sure, yeah, you can visit us. Uh, we're really busy with Gen Con, but you can, you can you know, pop in for a minute, say hi and get a tour of the place. Uh, and then they never told us where the office was. So we were there for Thanksgiving, emailing them like, "Hey, like, can can we get an address? Can we come visit you?" And it was just just silence. Nobody nobody was getting back to us. We did some digging online and found. Oh, we did some digging online and we found an old address that we went to, and it was their old office that they just moved out of like two or three months ago. So then, the family we were visiting, who is a lawyer looked up the official listing for the business uh, in in like the, the state records. Yeah, sure, sure. And it was Patrick Leader's house. Sure. And we didn't know that until yeah. we got there. <laughs> and at that point, the, the family member who was so desperate to like impress us and, and give us a good time, got out of the car and started walking up to the house <laughs> to to go talk to him and we had to like scream to get him to get back into the car and drive away <laughs> before we harassed Patrick Leader or some poor soul who had who had moved into his house oh after he moved gosh. or something I don't know but yeah so oh that's the story of how we um we almost stalked Patrick Leader <laughs> Does Patrick know about this? So I think uh, the my lawyer family member reached out to him on LinkedIn or something, and Patrick <laughs> messaged back like, "Why is a lawyer trying to contact me <laughs> via LinkedIn?" <laughs> right. So, so I think I think my my family member told him some sort of some um, explanation. Then and I yeah. don't know how much Actually, it included. I kind of want to know their version of the yes. explanation too. I do too. <laughs> <laughs> but oh yeah, that's 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 all I know. Well, I'll put a link in Google Maps to Patrick Leader's house in the description. <laughs> All right, Garrick, this is a fast one, but Desert Island, you taking Cole Worley or Patrick Leader? Whoa. <laughs> oh, that's not nice. <laughs> All right, just kidding. No, hold on, hold on. This has nothing to do with their personalities. This has everything to do with their survival skills. <laughs> oh, their survival skills. It's a Desert Island. 
all right? You can't just be taking your favorite person. You gotta, I you gotta feel take like Cole will kill you immediately. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. can I take someone else? He's, you, you need to rely on someone who's not gonna survive. Right? right? Is there like a co op game designer I can bring with me? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's right. Cole would be like, all right, listen, if you make me king, then we can make this work. <laughs> 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 and that's how the monarchy of the desert island was formed. <laughs> I'm the chancellor. Uh, okay, so Garrick, you have this knack for creating spaces where gamers can come together and enjoy games at a high level and feel like they're part of a community. I feel like that's a, a pretty cool experience to be a part of. I mean, just in terms of building a community, like what has been your kind of North Star there? Like, what, what do you focus on? For one, I'm just flabbergasted by the question because I don't feel I was any uh, particular of note on this on this topic. So this is uh, very flattering and I'm very blindsided by it. But uh, I, I, I mean, I... I I try to keep things inclusive. I try to to make things comfortable for everybody, but uh, you know, still allow discourse so long as it's it's respectful. I, I I try to bring people together for the things they like, and and I just try to make sure everyone's welcome at that table, assuming they are welcoming of others. That's and and if if I were to try and like bring root to people in real life, you know, I would just be friendly salesman just just <laughs> let your passion show i guess mm, absolutely that's great yeah i got a question here from pj darker oh thank goodness <laughs> it says we're we're in a bit of a golden age of root right now how long do you think it'll last and what do you think the later years might look like is root a forever game for you oh goodness it's hard to define what a forever game is uh, but currently it looks like a forever game. I, I, I like it a lot. Uh, I think the golden age will certainly last as long as Leader continues to put out products for Root. Uh, and there's, there's going to come a time where that stops, and Root will live on in some form after that, but it will certainly be uh, on some form of decline if it's not kept alive. Uh, like Just look at something like Netrunner, which right. was officially canceled uh, in the past year or two but was then picked up as a community initiative to keep it alive. So unless something like that were to happen, that would signal the end of the golden age, in my opinion. Do you, uh, do you have an idea of what Root should look like when it's finished? Do you like, uh, have like, because obviously we've seen games also go too far, right? Where there's been too much content given to a game where it kind of waters it down. For sure. I think an asymmetric strategy game is especially vulnerable to this of trying to keep too many disparate abilities and, you know, uh, different variables in your head at once can kind of drag down the overall game experience. Is there an amount of factions, an amount of maps, an amount of decks that you think of when you think of a completed route? I think it's a tough question because I, I could really see it two ways. I could see it such that root is mined of everything it could be mined of and runs out of room for content with just a handful of more factions, a handful of maps, because at that point it starts to become too bloated. Uh, but then I think of something like Twilight Imperium 4th Edition, which has 24 factions and <laughs> a generated a player-generated map every game, uh, and people are creating expansion, fan expansions with just as many factions, and maybe that's too narrow-minded. Maybe there is room to 
uh, keep going forever. I mean, if you look at some of the things that the Weird Root community is doing, they're almost just using Root as a foundational engine to do really weird, wacky stuff uh, that isn't strictly within the confines of what Root would be under Leader's Vision, I think, but maybe as something broader as a system, it certainly fits. So I don't know. I guess that it kind of depends on where what the boundaries of Root are for the sake of the question. Totally. And I absolutely agree that Weird Root is like the off-Broadway of Root. Yeah. Yes. It's 100%. <laughs> Uh, uh, such like a fertile creative area. Um, mm-hmm. Love that. And shout out to uh, uh, who's it? Botbot and Slugface for creating such a cool like fan crazy area. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, okay, I, I feel like we've strayed a little bit from tournament talk, but I want to like kind of guide us back that way a little bit because uh, Garrick, I have so many great questions for you. This is from uh, Matt from Space Cats Peace Turtles. How do you expect tournaments to continue to adapt the game for their nefarious purposes? <laughs> Matt Matt prefaced this with a bit of an explanation, which is we saw you make some light rules changes for the winter tournament. And how do you feel that Marauders has changed competitive play? And how do you feel like adapting the tournament for the game, you know, for your own outcome? <laughs> yeah, nefarious purposes. I think that's the right <laughs> wording. Yeah, sure. So, yeah, I'm... I'm thinking about how I think around the time he asked this, he was also commenting in his Discord about uh, uh, the root tournament compared to the the TI four tournament and and rules changes in that context. Uh, so I think I'm, I think I see the brain space he's working in. Mm-hmm. What was the exact phrasing of his question again? There's kind of two questions. Has Marauders really changed the competitive play? Of course. And how do you expect tournaments to continue to adapt rules? I mean, I think the assumption of that question is that winter tournament isn't perfect, which is is false. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Way I mean, to go, course... Matt! I can't believe you said that to Garrick on this podcast. Um, I mean, Marauder has drastically changed up uh, tournament play for Root right. because uh, we now have a formal uh, official draft for for the game, as opposed to the fan draft that that we utilized in previous tournaments, uh, and it's enriched the faction pool to an extent that we have a much greater diversity of of faction pools that can be generated and setup is now variable and requires player skills so there's so much more that is gamified and thus competitive in that context and for how the tournament can continue to use root for its nefarious ends in the future i mean (laughs) i guess the limit is just ask what methods of playing root people are willing to play uh competitively because there's that whole world of hirelings which you know i'm not mm-hmm. touching in this in this tournament there's mm-hmm. there's landmarks as a formal system where you choose which ones uh you're going to use and place them depending on turn order which i'm not using uh i mean if you wanted to go crazy there's there's fan factions there's uh all sorts of other house rules you could you could use I don't know if I'm answering the questions or just rambling. Yeah, yeah a little bit of both. You're, you're, you're answering it. Uh, how did how do you feel about how this has changed competitive play? Specifically, I guess the Marauders content, which in this case is just, I guess, Lost City and the draft and the inclusion of the two factions, which is big. Uh, I mean, it's it's enriched it greatly. I mean, I think everything I've said up to this point is just a love letter to what Marauder has brought to Root because yeah. it. I mean, I, I said it before. Root was like top five for me before Marauder expansion, and now it's number one. It is. It's my awesome. favorite game because of what Marauder has brought to the table. Yeah, it really takes it to a, a higher level for sure. Okay, just to pivot a little bit, we've got a question here from Walrus Law. 
uh, who actually, Sam, I think was playing the Corvids in your game, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, I guess so. I guess I remember that name. <laughs> All right, Mathematician Walrus Law asks, what do you currently think about the online root community? Do you think it will be open to the influx of new players your efforts have created? Is there anything you dislike or would change about the community? Um, <laughs> name names. Hmm. <laughs> name names, right? <laughs> I mean, I think... I think it's it's wonderful how many people who were predominantly digital players have now come to TTS with uh, this tournament. Um, not to not to disparage digital root uh, at all, but um, I, I've always been a fan of the the TTS environment for root. I feel it better reflects the the tabletop experience of root and gets all of the richness of the above the table play that uh, is a key aspect of what I love about root. So it's wonderful to see people coming into root. Uh, on Tabletop Simulator for that reason, getting the full experience and being like, wow, this is everything uh, Root can be in this context, which is is wonderful. And I, I hope more people do come in and continue playing that way. Uh, and I hope people stick around because it's awesome. Yeah, I've noticed nothing but just a huge influx of new people. It seems like every month I watch a lot of like board game YouTube and a bunch of creators have named Root their number one game of all time, like as of this year, even though Root came out many years ago. And I think a lot of it has to do with the digital implementation of it. A lot yes, more people true. have are, are able to play the game correctly and succinctly uh, with uh, and finding other people, you know, like being able to play with people across the country or whatever. Obviously, these things Tabletop Simulator has, but uh, I think for people just dipping the toe into kind of like digital gaming, uh, the app is a little bit more accessible. Yeah, you're 100% right. And that's really something I didn't touch on enough is it's the digital implementation has made Root so accessible for so many people, which is incredible in its own way, uh, because that's getting people into Root. Even if it's not like the T TTS experience, I mean, it's it's root. People are playing it. People are loving it, and that's uh, amazing in its own right. Speaking of like getting it right, uh, let's. I want to know your thoughts on your decision to not adjudicate rules during game, but instead mm. stay out in the background. So for those of you that don't know about the winter tournament, Garrick and uh, Lily, who also cast with you too, you guys, when you're casting, don't interrupt when rules are broken. You let the table figure it out amongst themselves, which or not so or or yeah well <laughs> or not figure it out that's very true i just love to know what was what's the thought on that uh, well so much of my inspiration for the tournament is to just shamelessly rip off magic the gathering which i played for for 15 20 years uh so the idea of players being responsible for rules enforcement was just very natural to me because that's how it how it right. really is in magic the gathering when you play that competitively live and it's it would have been too much work logistically uh, to to moderate the games uh, or have a team of moderators uh, who could catch every rules infraction, particularly sure. with new content now, yeah. uh, while also attempting to have a commentary. Uh, because uh, pe people might disagree, but uh, my I think the reception so far has indicated people like the commentary more than they dislike the lack of rules enforcement. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> Yeah, I at first I was a little disappointed. I was like, oh, I thought, you know, we'd be getting because it's so hard to play root correctly, you know, and I love mm. finding videos where it is played correctly. But then seeing how many games you are streaming, I'm like, it would it would absolutely wreck a person to have to be commentating, <laughs> streaming, 
moving the camera and trying to catch right. every rules because I know that chat also thinks that there's a lot of rules that were played wrong when they aren't played wrong. Right. I mean, chat is not always correct right. when they think they are. Really? And I know some people. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> and some people sent me very flattering messages saying they they were fully confident I was capable of moderating the rules and being cameraman and commentating all at once, uh, and that was very kind of them and very wrong. <laughs> Yeah, I love that you brought up Magic the Gathering. Um, I know you've mentioned to me that you're, you're a recovering Magic player. Oh, yes. Forever. And so uh, cur- my current job is as a chess teacher, and I'm often at these tournaments now as a as a TD um, for Scholastic Chess. So it's like young kids playing chess that I'm there for these tournaments. And the atmosphere is intense. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's pretty different from Root in almost every way, like... It's very quiet, first of all, like no one's talking. Obviously, a two-player perfect information game is going to be a lot different from Root. But I'm wondering more broadly, like, do you think that just due to the nature of what Root is, like, does it resist some of these kind of, like, intensifying tournament elements? I think to be as as, uh, frank about it as possible... To, to some extent, I think multiplayer games just are inherently do not lend themselves to true competitive play uh, because they're not fair. You know, you you have at best you have, you have like a, a base minimum of twenty five percent chance to win, uh, and sometimes people just do things that win or lose you the game completely devoid of of what you actually did. Uh, and if we're if we're trying to look at competitions as some form of uh, you know. Uh, measurement of skill or or structure where people compete, then that is not really something that lends itself to that environment. Yeah, there's something that's kind of like exciting about Root, particularly in that sense, where it's like you can't math it out. You can't right. be a machine and win at Root. Like you have to kind of like have that personal touch a little bit <laughs> in such a funny way. Like it's, 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 it's kind of funny because you're you're... You're basically forcing something that is not made for for that true competitive play, and you're doing it competitively, and you have that clash of incentives and styles uh, at work yeah. in, in, in the play. I had a fellow chess teacher ask me, uh, a person who's not familiar with Root, and I said, you know, my favorite game is Root. And they were like, oh, so, you know, are, like, do you play it competitively? And I was like, yeah, there's... You know, some big tournaments and like I really love to get into the weeds about that and they were like oh okay so is there like an engine that can analyze root games and I was like no <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that's possible or like maybe it could be but only if you're like a certain number of turns from the end like mm-hmm. it's just too big and complex I think to lend itself to <laughs> the idea of a computer playing root in like a four-person game, and there's just one computer player is very funny to me. Why are you attacking my garden? <laughs> I will save my ambush for later, wink. That trading post is a better opportunity for you. <laughs> but yeah, because it, it, there is so much that comes down to the social dynamic, but I think that that's true in a lot of competitions too. Obviously not probably with like a javelin throw or something like that, but something like sure. team sports... <laughs> Like there can be a lot of things that are outside of your control or even your team's control that can or think about like the game. competitive poker, right? right. I think that's a great example yeah. of like 
you're Poker's trying to best read comparison. social signals at the table. There is a lot of randomness in that game. It's possible to calculate a little bit, but truly it it is beyond the individual's control. There's a lot of hidden information. It's true. Hopefully Root can have a year like 2004 was for poker and it can just like take off on ESPN. ESPN 2, the Root Tournament from Las Vegas, Nevada. I mean, honestly, the idea of like at a tournament seeing people's hand of cards would be pretty cool. Now, Garrick, I I understand why you wouldn't do that when you're streaming live on TTS. It's just too tempting for a competitor to look at the stream, you know, um, right. but an idea of like, you know, something that's filmed and edited so that the, the people uh, can't see it. That'd be, that'd be pretty cool too. It would be very cool. Yeah. When, when you um, do your first Vegas tournament, um, will you have us on as commentators? No, we're here? all, we all oh, have course. to make this happen. All right. It's, it's <laughs> us four. It's Lord of the board. We can get this to happen. I mean, we can form the Las Vegas Open and go film it out, and we could do that. Yeah, this is doable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be so fun. That's like genuinely my dream. <laughs> Vegas. That'll be the end of the golden age of Root, though. That's where we peak in that. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's the peak. Yeah. Well, then Root. Then it's all about the money. You know. Yeah, it becomes yeah too many hotheads like. <laughs> Yeah, Garrick absconds to a different country because he embezzled a bunch. Yeah. <laughs> All the tournaments are now in Reno. It's awful. Uh, Garrick, you and your dividend strategy. Okay. <laughs> so uh, we have some questions here that are kind of games more broadly mm-hmm. a little bit. Garrick, you are well known for being very good at incredibly complicated games and a lot of them that have extensive I don't think playing them sets. means I'm good at them, but continue. <laughs> um. I, I think more specifically, you're well known for having a near encyclopedic knowledge of particularly like the root law, but uh, rules of uh, lots of other games, too. And uh, Will Be 31 asks, um, I'm, I'm particularly curious about your tools slash tactics for rule studying and retention. Uh, any any suggestions? Uh, yes, I recommend having no kids, no friends, <laughs> no obligations, no life and dedicating yourself to the way of the sword. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the way of the train. <laughs> I mean, the reality is the more games you play, the more you scaffold shared uh, information across those games, and it becomes easier to build like touchstone knowledge and heuristics that you can use carrying forward into the next game. So the first time you encounter something very strange or complicated, it's going to be difficult to grok. Uh, but then the next time you see that in a different game, it's going to be that much easier. And the more you do it, suddenly these things are just puzzle pieces that you can arrange in your brain and draw from other games to remember them. So basically, just play lots of games. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, in a way, if you just say the word Grok really slowly, it kind of would be like Garrick. Mm. <laughs> um, Sam, Jake, do you, does this experience ring true? You guys play like a ton of different games. Yeah, obviously, like the scaffolding of like shared mechanisms makes games easier to learn. When you're teaching a game to somebody who plays a lot of games, they're like, yeah, yeah, I'm sure I'm going to get it. Where my where's my symbols? Okay, I'll read those on my own time. I need to know, is there a hand limit? Um, Does the market refresh as soon as I take a card or at the end of my turn? You know, they know the questions to ask. I mean, you could basically speak in code to them. Right. You can just 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 recount like a bullet point list of the things they need to know, and they'll know it. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Like well, I, you actually taught Sam taught me like I would say six different games. I stayed with him for a week in December, and through half of them, 
he was just like it's a standard card drafter i was like great (laughs) (laughs) that would explain the next thing and like it eliminated so much of that process like a deck builder is a good example if he's like Mm -hmm. he's a deck builder we know a lot of rules right there all of a sudden Mm -hmm. exactly but i don't have an encyclopedic knowledge of the root law you know i know the rules pretty well but garrick you can literally name the numbers right well not since the marauder update (laughs) oh did they change the numbers they, they changed a lot of the the numbers I did know tended to be like the 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 first two sections like the global rules yeah. uh, and those all got reorganized uh, so I don't know anything anymore. Oh man, I was gonna just start <laughs> shouting laws at you and see if you can name the number. <laughs> no, no. Save it for Rupert. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, here's here's a related question. Uh, Jake Michaels asked if you were to get one of the laws tattooed, which would it be? Ooh, this is good. Ooh. Oh, that's an interesting question. Can I go look at the law? I, I yeah. Of course, this isn't Jeopardy yet. Yeah, yeah. This is what a weird question. Um, we all navigate to listener, series. Uh, yeah. Garrick just pulled out a tome about the size of a briefcase. <laughs> Looks like he's stitched it together with parchment and leather. Wow. Mm. <laughs> I love how seriously we're taking this question. <laughs> I think mine would be hatred of birds. Yeah. That's a good 10. one. 10.2.2, hatred of birds. <laughs> no further explanation. <laughs> Actually, you should still get the tattooed, bird cards are not wild for cult rituals. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, oh, I think I know what I would get. It's the um, the secret law, the one that's programmed into Syria's bot but isn't actually in the law, that the vagabond is a dick. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> It's officially officially endorsed by Joshua Yearsley. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, there is. Yeah, you have to like have the bot do a command on the Discord, right? And you can yeah, find you it. have to know the exact the exact number for it. It's like nine point seven point eight or something like that. I I can't remember exactly. Yeah, that's right. Kyle, what about you? Which which part of the law are you getting tattooed? Um, I'm trying to find the right one. It's basically the do as much as possible rule. Which one is that? Well, it used to be two point five. <laughs> used to be two point five, right? But. <laughs> And it changed, and now it's all different. Um, okay, I take it back. I'm going for birds are wild. Oh, yeah. That's a classic. I'm just going to get the mm. words birds are wild tattooed yeah. right on my face. <laughs> what about you, Jake? I would get um, move. It's a daylight action for the vagabond. <laughs> and probably just get it on the back of my hand at any time when it was in the way. Right. <laughs> Don't make me exhaust a boot. <laughs> move. Yeah, I do like the the heading under that. That's you must rule. <laughs> uh, Garrick, your favorite faction, I think you've said, is the new Lord of Hundreds. Is that correct? It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Do you have a favorite faction mat- matchup? Well, I already said no very seriously, so I can't use that joke again. <laughs> um, I could just use that audio again if you don't. Oh, that's say great. It. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, I really don't, because like, what makes Root great to me is the diversity of the matchups and having to adapt to that every single time. Um, so I don't have any one particular favorite, because so many of them are so good in so many different ways. Do you have a least I, favorite, though? Do I? Ooh. Uh, <laughs> what was the one I just streamed the other day? Two Vagabonds, <laughs> uh, Badgers, Wooden Alliance or something? Whoa. It was, it was pretty awful. That's weird root by definition. 
Yeah. Do you have any interest in game design yourself after being such an aficionado on the architecture of games? I have an interest. I've always had an interest. Uh, I've not really taken the plunge to start attempting designing anything. I mean, I, I obviously I dabbled with uh, a root draft since I made the plus one pool draft right, right. Uh, before back when the Underworld expansion came out. But that's that's really the most I've done. One day I would like to to get to attempting to design something. Yeah. But I, I still feel like there's so many games out there and I play them and I discover new things. Uh, it just it feels like I never know enough to actually start <laughs> yeah, making something. It's easy to get continually inspired during this right. hobby, right? Yeah. No, I would love for you to design a game. I would I would definitely play a sample special. Yeah. <laughs> we had some questions uh, up at the top here. One of them uh, that I really want to know the answer to, genuinely for my own interest in the hobby, Garrick, is... I'm concerned. What board game are we all sleeping on right now? Everyone is sleeping... On Godzilla Tokyo Clash. What is this game? <laughs> is it, wait, this is the one with the Japanese cover? Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's got that Japanese cover. They sell it at Target. Yeah. It's it's not a complicated game. It's not actually a super deep game, but it is this light little love letter to Showa era Godzilla where you throw you throw kaiju into buildings and you get points for it and you use your special attacks to beat the other kaiju and at the end you're the king of the monsters and it's awesome. <laughs> it's <laughs> How close is it it's to like really fun. Uh, king of Tokyo or King of New York? Uh, it's it's a little less accessible to like non-gamers because it's not just a reskinned Yahtzee. Right. It's you've got like a little deck of cards and you've got a hand of cards and you play powers and you can spend them to take actions. But it's fairly light. It plays in like forty-five minutes to an hour and a half. And it's if you like Godzilla, it is uh, a great little time. <laughs> That's okay. Awesome. That's awesome. It's also probably not the answer I should have given, given my brand. I probably should have said like 1830 or no, something like no, that. No, I love that you said like an IP Godzilla game. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a lifelong Godzilla fan, That's and cool. I have been standing that game since it came out. Yeah. Should I like Trains more? You should like Trains more, yes. Great. Good to know. What draws you to those games? So it's not the trains. I am not a f***er. The, what, what really is, what it really is is train games are a whole genre of game about shared incentives on a common space. So it's all about that entanglement of player incentives filtered through the shared space of a map of usually a map. It's pretty much always a map, uh, a stock market. It, it's it's just a it's if you like entanglement in games, it's it's a genre of games about that. Mm -hmm. and manipulating player incentives, particularly cube rails, more so than 18xx. Those tend to be more actually be about uh, manipulating player incentives and getting them to do what you want them to do. Uh, 18xx tend to be a little bit more about the mechanisms themselves. Yeah. Yeah, I really feel like the word entanglement is the, the real tattoo idea. Oh, yeah, mm. that's a good point. For sure. Put some like <laughs> little leafy decorations on it. <laughs> um, Garrick. <laughs> As yes. tournament host, you do not play in the tournaments, right? That's correct. Okay, great. So you need a tournament to play in, right? Um, are you going to play? In, are you going to play in our tournament? <laughs> uh, absolutely. What are we? What are we playing? <laughs> Godzilla. <laughs> yes, I'm absolutely in. Yeah, we should just get all the root content creators and then just play non-root games in a tournament. <laughs> 
Yeah, I love the idea of getting everybody together for like a like a we should do like a charity tournament now that that now that Garrick I think Garrick really has the market cornered on the big root tournament for open signups. Right? To me, the winter tournament is everything I want competitive root to be. So I think if we were going to do one, it'd have to have some kind of like fun twist where we could get a bunch of people or something. <laughs> That's just Agreed. me spitballing. Cut that out of the pod. I'm just giving us homework. Garrick's a I had nothing to say. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, part of the meeting. All right. Funny hats. Weird location. We can figure it out. Um. I remember uh, talking to you uh, right around the time of Oath's release, Garrick, and you were a little hot and cold on Oath. Um, I We've played a lot of Oath uh, now and have really loved it. Uh, you obviously have a chronicle on your Twitch channel that is how many games deep? 30? No, Something it's, like that? it's over 30 because you have like, I think 32 on the YouTube. It might be 32. Yeah. It's it's not much more than that. Oh, okay. But that's still a, a while uh, to play that game. How have your feelings on it changed? Where are you at with Oath now? I'm still hot and cold. <laughs> and I'm currently in a cold phase. Okay. <laughs> is, this, is, this is a little embarrassing because I played it so much. And I know so many people have like said they got into Oath from my streams uh, and then I always feel bad because the, the quality is so awful for those early streams and then there's like a whole stretch in the middle where I'm just complaining about the game every time I play <laughs> and somehow people say they like watching these I don't understand it but um, I'm currently in a cold phase I, I've, I've currently decided that Oath is very cool in many many ways and it is not quite for me mostly because it's not consistent enough yeah uh, when I, when I play a game, I'd like to know how good of a time I'm going to have with it. And with Oath, I never really know until after it's done. And sometimes it's amazing. Like some of my favorite gaming moments have been with Oath. Uh, and some of my least favorite gaming moments have been with Oath. And I, that, that variability is just a problem mm. for me. I'm sorry, Cole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm thinking of like a game like I'm trying to think of other games with like high variance. Like I, I would think like Cosmic Encounter feels like a similar game where it's like could be a lot of fun, could be a little too much going on mm. for it to feel satisfying or something. Um, have you played that game? What do, you, what do you think of Cosmic Encounter? Embarrassingly, I have not played Cosmic Encounter. All right. Well, then that's what you're doing in the tournament. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're all playing Root and you're playing Cosmic Encounter. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> An asymmetric tournament. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, yeah. That's... <laughs> uh, so let's let's kind of wrap this up with one question about like the future here. What are what are some ambitions you have for the root world for yourself, or what? Even if you don't necessarily take on the responsibility for them, what would you like to see? What would I like to see? Goodness, or your own ambition? <laughs> I can answer that one a lot more easily. Sure. But... Then, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's hard for me to see past the root tournament. For, for the Root community itself. I mean, obviously I would love for more content to come to digital because I would love uh, for for the, the digital community to advance to that sort of next stage of the meta mm -hmm. um, and see, see how the digital community reacts to it in that way. Because it's always fascinating to see how digital and TTS real life have uh, paralleled and differed from each other as content has released for each. I'm getting on such a tangent. I'm sorry. It's okay. No. Uh, <laughs> um, One of the things I've noticed about the digital meta is how 
Vagrant, I feel like the Vagrant aid strat really started to be a lot more popular with digital players and has yeah. like worked its way into TTS. Yeah, I mean, that's one of those things where it's just, it's it's very cool to see that cross proliferation because that was not a strategy that was really utilized uh, until digital came out and people experimented with it. And I know I was certainly doubtful of it when I was first told about it, uh, but you can you can see uh, its its results, which is very cool. Yeah. Yeah, especially like the combo with like, uh, vagrant and like the lizard cult, right? And it's like this spamming mm-hmm. thing, and it's like th- this content has been out since the beginning, right? And and yeah, it it feels like it's a new strategy, which just goes to show you this game. We still have not discovered everything that we currently have, much less the things that are coming down the road, which is what makes it so great, so good. Yeah, Cole loves to talk about like StarCraft, and I feel like this is root at its StarCraftiest when the the meta is kind <laughs> of constantly turning over and evolving a little bit at a time, and you know different strategies rise and adapt and fall. Should I go back and answer the original question, or should we move on? I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind an answer. I do want to know. <laughs> well, so I think you got it now. What I would like for the future of root is, of course, more content. Uh, you know, Cole has been teasing factions of his own design for, for two expansions now, uh, and that dirty tease has refused to give them to us. <laughs> uh, I would like to see more maps because Patrick has some cool maps, some fans have created some cool maps, and I think maps are an untapped resource of variability for Root. Mm, yes, I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, not to say they're low effort, but compared to the other things you can add to Root, they are comparatively low effort for incredible gain yeah. to, to the diversity of play. Yeah, that's a space that I do feel like the weird root yeah. community and like fan created content excels in is map creation. Uh, we just saw a new map from uh, that Lord of the Board is designing as well, and I'm just like, yeah, mm-hmm. like there's so much potential there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it completely changes the game when you just change the layout of of the clearings, paths, and forests. And that's why aren't we getting more of that? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and of course, oh, of course, I would like to see some, uh, you know, cleaning up of the rules, uh, reprinting of some stuff that could be fixed, like you know, Wooden Alliance's revolt in the Lost City. That's sort of a problem. How you can recur that over and over, uh, even. Oh, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> stuff like that would be. It would be nice to get just like. I want more factions, but what I would love is like Route 2.0. But we're not there yet. I need to be patient. But well, I want Route 2.0 is going to change everything, I would imagine, right? Like it's second yes. edition. It's, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. But I want it because I'm selfish <laughs> and impatient. Oh. <laughs> well, hang in there. Uh, great. Well, thank you so much for joining us. But before we go, I think we need to play a game of Rupert. Uh oh. It's time for the first three player game of Root Pretty. Garrick, you got time for this, right? No. See you later. <laughs> 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 He'll never compete. All right. We re- are we transitioning now, Jake? That was the transition. You just saw it go by, and you're looking at it in the rearview mirror at this point. <laughs> hey, friends. Future Jake here. This week's episode of Ruperty is included in the episode of Woodland War Machine. But if you would like to have other episodes of this hit trivia show, critics are calling incredibly specific Go ahead and sign up for our Patreon over at Good Time Society. That's patreon.com slash Society. All right, here we go. Welcome, everyone, to Root Purdy. Uh, we, are, we are joined today by Garrick Samples. Garrick, say hi. Help me. I'm being detained against my will. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've got 
five categories today because you uh, there are three answers in each category. So you all will do... Wait, hold on. Did I do this wrong? <laughs> five. You'll all answer five questions. Great. Yeah, I did this right. Okay. Uh, obviously, a one-point question is easier than a three-point question and is easier than a five-point question. Here are the categories. We've got root movies before and after. We've got root tubers. We've got Sam's tournament losses. We've got root RPG and other names. Uh, I believe Kyle won last time, but uh, Garrick is our guest, so I think Garrick should uh, get to choose his category uh, and question first. Garrick, which one of these categories do you like? Uh, Sam's tournament loss. All right. Uh, do you want that for one, three, or five points? Just go five points. Okay. <laughs> All right. Here you go. Sam's loss to Walrus Law in the first round of the 2021-2022 Winter Tournament by letting the Crows <laughs> flip for this many points. Um, what is 23 points? No, that's too many. Uh, I mean, 13 points. No, that's too low. Shoot. What is 18 points? Is that your final answer? Only if it's correct. <laughs> I'm sorry. The answer was 15 points. Dang it. Oh. I would have also accepted too many. Too many. <laughs> Dang it. Yeah. All right. So uh, Garrick sitting at zero. Jake, you will go last. You also have an answer to question. You're at zero. And Kyle. Thanks for the update. <laughs> Can I get a quick uh, refresh on just the fifth uh, category? Other names. Other all right, let's wade into root RPG territory. Yeah, I Can thought I get you root would. RPG for one. Yeah, for one. Yeah, <laughs> you read all the books twice. We just learned recently that Kyle literally read the books cover to cover twice <laughs> in preparation for our episodes. All right. To be fair, I still feel like I don't know half of it. Okay, here we go. <laughs> like, we will see. Root RPG for one. In the board game, the vagabond has a relationship track. In the RPG, the track measures this, also starting with an R. What is reputation? That is correct. Kyle is on the board for one point. Woo! All right. All right, Jake, The it's all open right now. Uh, I can't choose? let Kyle take all those root RPG points, so I'm going to go root RPG for three. Okay. There is no statistic for right, but there is one for this other rhyming titular trait. What is it? What rhymes in that? Nothing rhymes in that. <laughs> there is no statistic for right, but there is one for this oh. other rhyming titular trait. Might. That is correct. Jake is on the board with three points. All right, Garrick, we are back to you. Which one of the categories would you like to select, or would you like me to read them again for you? Could you read them again for me? I'm sorry. Yes. Uh, so we've got other names, Root RPG, Sam's Tournament Losses, Root Tubers, and Root Movies Before and After. Uh, just to let you know how this category works, uh, basically it's a movie combined with a Root faction name. So an example would be... Um, the current rulers of the woodland meets a 2003 Seuss film starring Mike Myers would be Marquise de Cat in the Hat. Okay. Yes, got it. So that's how that category works. <laughs> can, can I have the root movies for 500? For five? All right, here we go. <laughs> five points, whatever. Five, yeah. <laughs> the ritualistic reptiles 
meets the seventh film in the Child's Play franchise. Ah, fuck. Uh, (laughs) I'm sorry. Um, You went for five, you know? I have no clue. I'm sorry. Well, you know the first part, right? Lizards. Right. I don't I don't know anything about child's play. This is this is embarrassing. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not an important film. Uh so you're you're conceding here, Garrick? I concede. All right, Jake, you think you know it? Yeah, I think it's the lizard cult of Chucky. That is right. You don't get points for <laughs> no, that, fine. but that is correct. The lizard <laughs> nice cult Jake. of Chucky. Okay. All right. Uh that means Kyle, the board is yours. You got one. Jake has three. Garrick's still sitting at zero. He's swinging for the fences. All right, all right. Um, I'm gonna go with the clearly the best category, root tubers for one. For one, all right. <laughs> yeah. This creator of royalty got their start with six strategy videos about root factions. Uh, I think I have to go with who is Lord of the Board. That is correct, and Kyle <laughs> has two. Jake, you're still in the lead with three, and it is your selection. Let's do Root RPG for five. All right. Oh, man. I missed my shot. Yeah. All right, here we go. I'll blow it, don't worry. The Vagabond's <laughs> special actions don't correlate with any basic or special weapon moves in the RPG, except for this one, fitting for a role-playing game adventure. Oh. Um, Explore? I'm sorry, that is incorrect. <laughs> Correct answer was improvise or improvise a weapon. Good. Great question, Sam. Thank you. That works on multiple levels. Yes, it really does. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm a genius. What can I say? All right. (laughs) (laughs) We're back to Garrick. Garrick. uh, Right now, Jake has three. Kyle has two. So everything is still within reach here. Jake, if it makes Uh, you feel better, I didn't know that one. Thank you. That does. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Can I have root movies for three? Yes, you got it. All right. A meta horror movie about a shack in the forest meets our toast rebellion. Cabin in the Wooden Alliance? That is correct. (laughs) All right. Garrick's on the board with three. Kyle, it is your selection now. All right. Your competitors um... have three. You need to make up some points. Uh, that's that makes sense. Okay, let's let's go into <laughs> the archives here and go for Sam's tournament losses for three. For three. All right. Before losing to Lily, Sam technically lost to a pair of brothers working together <laughs> using this card, which Sam still disdains. I know Garrick knows the answer to this. Oh man, what was the <laughs> was the card that they used? Oh my gosh, I don't even remember. Oh, I was on vacation during this game, but I did catch a little bit of it. Um, the forbidden game. The forbidden. <laughs> the lost game. The, yeah, the game that never happened. They used a card together? I feel like that part of it is not clear to me. Um, let's go with Better Burrow Bank. All right, Garrick. Uh, <laughs> Kyle, you're wrong. Garrick, you know the answer, <laughs> That's right? That's fair. Uh, it was Charm Offensive. Charm Offensive, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. yeah, same idea, but yeah, I got you. Yeah. All right. Uh, that means it's Jake's board. Uh, let's do the movies one. All right. For one? Is that the only number left? Yeah. All right. Yeah, I'll get my one point. The new Silver Faction meets Robert Downey Jr.'s Marvel hero. The Keepers in Iron Man. That is correct. <laughs> Keepers in Iron Man. 
All right, Jake is uh, scoring one point, which brings his total to four, and he is currently in the lead. But we're back to Garrick, who has three. Uh, what is left? We got two in root tubers and three in other names. Can I have root tubers for three? Yes. This creator admits that they haven't, they have never played a game of root correctly, even after making a top 10 forgotten rules of root video that has over 60,000 views. Who is Quackalope? That is correct. <laughs> Nicely done. You got three points on that one, bringing your total to six. Garrick's in the lead, Kyle. You've got two points. What are you going to do? Okay, great. Let's do other names for three. I got to get some points going. All right. Smart. This is a good one for you. These two countries' names were adopted by Root fans, one to describe the top row of the winter map, the other to describe the northernmost rabbit clearing on the autumn map. Fantastic. Okay, what is Canada and Russia? That is correct. <laughs> that is three points for Kyle. Yes. And Kyle is at five, Garrick's at six, Jake, you're at four, and it is your board. Sam's tournament lo losses for one. All right. Sam lost to Lily in the SCPT semifinals with uh, the two of them playing these two factions. The Lizard Cult and the Eerie Dynasty? That is correct. Yeah. All right. Classic. So Jake Classic. is at five. Kyle is at five. Garrick is at six. And it is his question. What even is the other names category? It's other names for things. <laughs> oh, goodness. Um... <laughs> Let's try other names for five, I suppose. <laughs> All right. I think you got it, Garrick. The Lord of Hundreds did not always have such a proper name. Early on, they were known as the Blank Warlord, this six-letter abbreviated word. Uh, what is Hecken? That is correct. The Hecken Warlord. <laughs> Didn't know that. <laughs> That's pretty good. All right. That shoots Garrick up to 11. Whoa. And Kyle has five. Kyle, you have a choice between a one-pointer for other names or a five-pointer for root tubers. There still will be final root pretty. All right, let's go for other names for one. I, I have to get one point at least. Okay. <laughs> the deck is often referred to as the base deck, but it is actually titled with this similarly straightforward name. What is the standard deck? That is correct. Mm -hmm. It is the standard right. deck. Yes. All right, so that brings Kyle up to six. And Jake... Your final selection is uh, Root Tubers for five. Buckle okay. up. Kyle Frost is a Rootbotics genius on his channel with this calming three-word name. Kyle plays games. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, that is not calm enough. It is Give Pause Hobby. Oh. So that will... That will end the normal root pretty round with Garrick with 11, Kyle with six, and Jake with five. So if you put Jake and Kyle together, they have as many points as Garrick. All right, here we go. Uh, Garrick, you will need a piece of paper for this last part. I wish you told me sooner. Uh, yeah, Hold on. I'm so sorry. The category, right, before you make your bid, the category is root math. So now you will bet an amount of points uh, that you've accumulated and you will win that many if you're right, and you will lose that many if you're wrong. Oh, man. I'm so bad at math anyway. All right, here we go. <laughs> All right, has everyone made their bid? Yeah. Here we go with the final root pretty question. Root math. The amount of faction boards changed by the third printing upgrade kit times the number of unique items in the item supply. <laughs> and just go ahead and write your answer down. 
Don't say it out loud. Can I get very pedantic with you? Mm-hmm. What constitutes a change? Uh, if you needed, if the faction board wording needed to be changed, you needed to put a sticker over it. Okay. Or a new board was provided. Well, see, those those are different. Those have different answers. <laughs> I I'm going off of the PDF uh, provided on the okay. Leader Games website that changes right. some of the boards. Um, what was the second part again? I'm sorry. What about the unique items? Times the number of unique items in the item supply. Got it. Is there a time limit? No. I hope y'all are free for the next half hour. <laughs> uh. Now I understand why Jeopardy has the music. Garrick, do you remember the value for cosine? <laughs> <laughs> Garrick's sitting there drawing the item supply from memory. And Garrick is pouring am. different li yeah. liquids into beakers. <laughs> <laughs> he switched to graph paper. <laughs> I, I think it would be the ultimate ending to the Garrick episode if he corrects me on the final route pretty yeah. question like if well, i see, got that's it why wrong. i was asking because technically technically there was a certain number of boards changed which i don't think is the correct answer uh because change could uh, yeah anyway anyway i'm trying Eric is waving a protractor in the air <laughs> he's pre-doubting your answer yeah oh, yes yeah. yes i am. love it <laughs> all right i am garrick and i'll be submitting four possible answers for this question <laughs> <laughs> There were changes made. It doesn't mean, I mean, rewordings could be changes, right? That changes the words. A significantly older version of Garrick just emerged from a silver <laughs> canister <laughs> and has handed younger Garrick a slip of paper. Okay, now I need my calculator. <laughs> Um, it's just a big box with a, a bunch of brightly colored shells in it. Listener, I have not added in more time to the podcast. This is actually the amount of time it took to get an answer. <laughs> a small squirrel is whispering into Garrick's ear. <laughs> squirrel is actually a little tiny old version of Garrick. <laughs> Emerging from a silver I'm gonna, acorn. <laughs> I'm going to take all this time and then be wrong. It's going to be embarrassing. Yeah. But it... You got an answer? <sighs> yes, I, I can only think of a certain number, even though I heard what you said. It's crucial to remember this is the most important game you'll ever play. And you're also, <laughs> it is. you're so far ahead in points, it doesn't matter, I don't think. No, well, it, it depends does. on how much I wagered. Yeah. If you <laughs> and wagered, how much other people wagered. Well, wait, what does Kyle have, six? <laughs> yeah, Kyle has oh, six. Oh, Kyle enough. has six. Yeah, oh. just yeah. enough. So the exactly. has to okay. bet something. Yes, this is important yes. then. Yeah, sure. Take yeah. your time. I went for the one. Yeah, it's all part of the strategy. There's no way Kyle got it. Definitely not. Well, thanks for making a question we confidently won't get. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was this easier. Is, you balanced this for Garrick, though. I understand. Yeah, I had. Yeah. I had. It took me a lot of questions to get ones that Garrick wouldn't immediately know. That's yeah. why I had to mix them with movies. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Garrick, do you have an yeah, answer? Yeah, I have an answer. All right, here we go. Uh, starting with Jake here, who had the least amount of points. Jake, how much did you wager? I, oh, how much did I wager? Yeah. I wagered everything. Okay, great. You bet, <laughs> bet five. And what was your answer? My answer was 
uh, screen screened out. It's 12. That is incorrect. Okay. Jake lost everything. He is now at zero. Kyle. I wagered six. Uh Uh-huh. And the answer I wrote down was 28. 28 is correct. And Kyle will go to 12. Garrick, how much did you wager? I wagered two uh-huh. that is impossible to see and yeah. two points we believe yeah you. Oh, yeah uh-huh. I oh i see it yeah and then how <laughs> what's your answer uh my answer was 21 okay it's mirrored but can i start arguing with yeah you? let's let's argue <laughs> let the arguing begin so technically every faction board was changed because they reprinted all the faction boards with rounded corners instead of square corners mm-hmm and what that was not in the sticker upgrade. <laughs> that was not in the sticker upgrade, no. But that was not the original phrasing of the question. No, that's true. It's, it's true. I But I did clarify well before you answered because <laughs> yes. there was a lot of I'm time very wrong. to get in there. I'm very wrong. I'm just being a, a feed But wait, here. so you thought it was three three boards were changed, though. I couldn't remember the fourth. Even though I heard you say four, I can't remember what it is. It's Cats Field Hospital. I did Cats. I did Cats, Wooden Alliance, and Lizards. What's the fourth? Vagabond. Vagabonds. Vagabonds. What was the Vagabond sticker? It it changed infamy, infamy. from not being on, on any Duh. turn. Duh. Yeah. All right. Well, that's going to do it. <laughs> Garrick ends with 10. Kyle, or 9. Kyle ends with 12. Kyle, you, you've won Root Pretty. Yay! I will say the, uh, the Field Hospitals update was one that I was racking my brain about. And I had forgotten about it. It was... It was just like sh- something shook loose, and I was like, "Oh, right, the cats got updated." Mm-hmm. I was like, "Was it something about overwork?" I was like, "No, it was field hospitals." Mm-hmm. All right, good. Rupert, so can I be Sam. pedantic again? Technically, there would be two vagabond boards that were changed in this case because there's two vagabonds. Ooh, that's Whoa. interesting. I did say <laughs> the amount of faction boards. I feel like you oh, might be wow. right. Yeah, there were two vagabond boards. Well, yeah, yeah because- Riverfolk expansion includes a second vagabond board. Oh, and they both would have had to be updated, Whoa. which is Indeed. which is why you guessed thirty-five, right, Garrick? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right, update. So we all lost, but that does mean that Garrick wins. <laughs> Don't let my pedantry ruin this. <laughs> Sam is banned from writing trivia for one year. <laughs> I'll take it. Thank you, Garrick, for coming on. We really appreciate you having on the show and on Root Pretty. It's it's long overdue. You might be the only person that experiences more Root than we do. Uh, and so it's always good to have you on and look forward to having you on again. Well, thank you for having me. I apologize for accepting your invitation. <laughs> uh, if you want to find more of Garrick, he can be found at twitch.tv forward slash Garrick Samples Games. Is there underscores in that? There are no underscores anymore. Oh, you changed it. Nice. I changed it like two months ago. (laughs) (laughs) And you can catch the winter root tournament, which is still happening as of this recording. And uh, if you're far in the future and listening to us in the past, definitely go on Garrick's YouTube, which is youtube.com slash Garrick Samples Games. Yep. Yeah. And no underscores. watch Sam lose there several times. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you can. Well, Garrick, I think we should end this podcast like we end all podcasts of any subject, no matter what that subject is. (laughs) Root, 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 root,